Like my friends, I'm grateful I'm sober since 2014 and Alcoholics Anonymous. We're going to talk about my journey here because I hope it'll be helpful for you in your journey through life. Life sucks with addiction and it's really nice being clean, being sober, being at my full power over nine years now. So if you're struggling today, I want you to know there's hope. We're going to play some epic emotional pop in the background while we talk about this. The first thing is to lose hope in your addiction. You got to lose hope that your addiction is going to make your life better and give you anything good. I was able to go to Alcoholics Anonymous when I realized my drinking was hopeless, that I can never drink safely, that I can't even just stop and enjoy myself, that being sober is uncomfortable and scary, and I drink because I don't like being sober, and I realized that left to my own devices, just saying I won't drink anymore, I knew I would drink again anyway. And that's what got me desperate enough to pray that I'd do anything to stay sober. And then the thought came that, well, going to AA would be a part of anything, wouldn't it? So I went to an AA meeting. I stayed sober between when I was desperate in bed with that last hangover. And I went to Alcoholics Anonymous. And I've been sober ever since then. Now, when I went to walk into that Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, I felt like I had failed. I was full of fear because this was something new. I had been to an AA meeting in college when I was 21, but I just went to get out of trouble and to look like I was doing something, but I didn't want to get sober. I wasn't ready. But in 2014, I was ready. And yet I was still scared. I walked in and my first thing I noticed like, why is everybody so happy in here? I'm not happy. I'm depressed. I'm sad. I'm anxious. I'm scared. It surprised me when I walked in. It felt like a family gathering. And it felt like family. And that's what was magic to me. I stood up at my first meeting at AA and introduced myself. I said that I was coming back because I'd been to a meeting, one meeting nine years before, where I hadn't taken a white chip, where I hadn't got a sponsor, where I didn't even stay sober for 30 minutes. I went straight home after the meeting and drank. I was a senior in college. And I thought, I can't waste my time in college by being sober. How silly to think that being sober is a waste of time. I'll tell you what's a waste of time is drinking. And then all the thoughts came in. What am I going to do at weddings? Not that I went to very many weddings. What am I going to do when I'm bored? What am I going to do when I'm scared? What am I going to do when other people are drinking? And I got answers to all those things. But the most important thing was, what am I going to do when I want to drink? And thankfully, even just going to two meetings a week and not even buying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous for two months. I stayed sober, but just barely. Just barely. It was uncomfortable. And it got so uncomfortable being sober. 
that one day I got one of my wife's liquor bottles out, which she didn't drink that often. It was May or June, maybe even July. It was July by this time. That liquor had been in there since Christmas. I don't think my wife had touched it since then. My wife was at work and I looked at it and I'm like, that's it, man. I'm going to drink it. And meanwhile, I'm praying to stay sober. And I realized if I drink, I'm a liar. And that's the truth about me. But it doesn't have to be the truth if I stay sober. But if I drink, I promise people I'd stay sober. If I drink, I'm also stupid. I thought of myself as a smart person. But a smart person doesn't drink after a bunch of bad things have happened to them drinking. It doesn't matter how good you feel or what it does for you. A smart person never takes another drink if you've wrecked one car drunk driving, as I have. If you've lost a job that you worked hard for, like being a police officer. If you've lost a job that you worked hard for over drinking, you should never drink again. Like, it's that simple. If you've had nights that were really scary and where you almost hurt yourself and others, you should never, ever drink again. That's the only smart thing to do. It's not worth the risk. Now realize if I take that drink, I'm stupid. Because clearly, I have an abundance of evidence that it's not worth the risk. That while I may get a tiny bit of pleasure or numbness or relief from drinking for a little while, it's not worth the pain. The massive pain to myself and others. I also saw that if I drank, the truth was I didn't care about my family. Because I told my wife I was going to stay sober after she said she was ready to leave me if I didn't. And then I'm at work. She's, I'm at home while she's at work. Clearly, if with that liquor bottle in my hand, if I were to drink, I don't care about her. I don't care about my mother. At the time my dad had just died, my mom was in heavy grief and was struggling a lot. And meanwhile, I'm trying to stay sober. You're telling me that if you care at all about your mother, you're going to make her deal with you relapsing too? And that was my breakthroughs when I faced the truth. That the truth is, if you drink, you're stupid. You're a liar. And you don't care about your family at all. Nothing else is true. None of your rationalizations, none of your explanations, nothing else matters. If you stay sober, maybe you care about your family. Not definitely, but maybe you care about your family. Maybe you can be honest. Maybe you can be smart. And that was a huge turning point. From there, I realized if I'm gonna stay sober, I gotta try some new things. Cause, well, I drank because being sober was uncomfortable. So I started trying a bunch of new things. The first thing that really helped me, I got a massage, a full body professional massage at Massage Envy. I went in there on the edge of a drink. The Massage Envy was right next to a liquor store. I went in there so thirsty. And the only reason I went in Massage Envy, because I was scared to go in Massage Envy. I, I'm like, I don't understand why I'd be scared to go into Massage Envy. 
what's the worst that's going to happen in misogyny? I know I'm scared to go in that liquor store. I went massage envy, my mind relaxed. I realized if I wanted comfortable sobriety, I needed to do what the other people were doing and suggesting. So instead of going to two meetings a week and not having a sponsor and not hardly reading a book, my mind said to me that you're gonna get a sponsor and it told me exactly who to get to be my sponsor. You're gonna get a sponsor, go to five meetings a week and read that book. And ever since then, my sobriety has been so much easier than my drinking was. My life has been so much better. And everybody around me has benefited eventually. My wife said that my early sobriety was more difficult for her than my drinking. And it was because when I drank, I would be wrong and I would be... I had an up and down. When I didn't drink and I stayed sober, the first few months, I was just irritable a lot and willing to argue all the time and try and be right. But now my life is so peaceful. Drinking has nothing to offer me. And I stay sober no matter what. And I keep helping other people every day. That's why I'm here with this song. So if this was helpful for you, I hope you'll listen to another one of my songs. Make one of these every day because I love you and I want you to have a great life.